0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive, with Andy and the White Whale.
1: Welcome to the Deep Dive. NFL Week 11 has finally got here. This is my favorite week of the year. I love Week 11. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> look you gave me was good yeah, i know i'm yeah, looking no, up I'm, for my notes I'm, like what the i'm fuck? Fuck, no although there are there are a couple actually I, i'll take it back i'll take it back i'm not, it's not my favorite card of the year but i can tell you that i have interest in the thursday night game i have interest in have a ton of interest in one of the games in the one o'clock slate a ton of interest in one of the games in the four o'clock slate and uh i have plays on the sunday night and the monday night. so this is a This should be a full week of NFL action. I'm pretty excited. Um, We are 10 weeks in the books Uh, to this point in the season. I am in the black, which is good. Not a lot of NFL players that we're friends with really can be particularly excited about results so far this season. And I think, yeah, me included. uh, What do you, we, and I guess maybe let's, before we get into this card, like I, I had a winning week last week by luck. Like that, that overhitting and that Monday Night Football game was lucky. Like it needed a couple defensive touchdowns, and I needed a, a you know basically a, a nobody kicker to to make that field goal to send it to overtime, or or that was um, that was going to be a bummer. The what did what did you think in general of what's going on with the market and the predictiveness of of the closing line so far this season in the NFL? Because you know we were comrades last year. We are full on indoctrinated members of the church of CLV at this point um, heard a nice podcast where he had some nice things to say about CLV and how that changed, your, your, changed vision of, <laughs> your vision of the betting market and in a highly efficient market like the NFL we would expect this to matter but for whatever reason it's just it's not coming to fruition this year like my record against the closing line and my actual record of plays are way far apart um, and it's a little depressing I gotta say. Are you in the same boat?
0: yeah i am 22 22 and 2 and i, I feel like there's some some plays that could have shaved off here or there and maybe some i should have been talked into i but i just i don't know what's changed since last year i'm kind of doing things the same way and uh, you know also what is that 46 games not a real big sa- sample i could be getting lucky i should be worse i could be getting lucky i should be better or Maybe I'm just shitty at picking this year. I did have a winning week last week. I don't think I was super lucky. The Tampa team total took a little doing, but that should have hit a lot earlier. Uh, the big whiff was the Baltimore under. I saw that going one of two ways, and it went the opposite way, where Baltimore <clears throat> scored more than more points than the total all by themselves. So That was a little rough. <sighs> took a push on one. I mean, I, and, you know, some of these decisions i've you have to make sometimes like mm-hmm. uh, pittsburgh plus 4 i said ah, i should have taken the money line but then at the same yeah. time i took buffalo plus 3 and i was very very close to just betting that money line instead so i mean it, it that's not a net positive if i take both those money lines that's true so i think i think some of these decisions i'm overanalyzing stuff i just got to... Uh, look at things. Somebody asked a pretty good question today. I haven't even responded to him yet. It's funny, but uh, it was a question about like, hey, what's a what's a good uh, a good tip for like modeling or using data to look at something? And I can't remember who you said this about. Maybe it was uh, Vulgaris, um, and maybe it wasn't even you who said it. But it's kind of key. <laughs> it's like you find something you don't think the market is taking into account. And I, I think that's where we where we do well on our Sunday pods, grabbing some of these numbers. You know that no, no, where you I don't want to say no better than the market, but know where you kind of have an idea that the market's headed this way. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Arizona grab is pretty indicative of that. Like we both said that right away, this Arizona number's too big. I think yeah, even, that could only go if, one
1: way. Well, right, That was only going to go one way.
0: Yeah, I don't think the Niners blowing the doors off of Seattle was going to make it go to 15.
1: No, no it, chance.
0: It, it's, that's just the number was the number, and we got, a, we got a nice one on that. Yeah, I think we just need to stay the course. Something that is so predictive over long term, over a very liquid market, with a lot of money and a lot of opinions going into it, isn't something that you should throw away over a sample size of – I mean, let's just say all sides and totals to this point, we a little over halfway, what, 270 games? Yeah. It's not a big sample. Like, we need, we need to just let it buck. It's like home field advantage. I joked about it. I wish I'd have bet this every week, I guess, as I joke about it. But we said, uh, you know, the, the home field advantage, road field advantage joke, and said, boy, when this comes back regressing to the mean, it's going to come back so hard, and it's going to be like three straight weeks of home and it turned out it all came at the yeah, at one time where every single home team just won. Yeah, every the correction, home, well, was, covered, the
1: correction yeah, the was violent,
0: hard correction. So that's what I, I think. I mean, and even if you don't see something like that over the long term, you're going to see it. There, there's absolutely no valid or validity in saying you know closing line value isn't predictive. It, it certainly is over the long term. It's just uh, results are a distribution and. We're finding the wrong ends of it right now on some of these games that you're getting. I, I, I didn't have my closing line value updated for several weeks because yeah, I, I'm crabby when every freaking week I just go like two and two and juice out. I don't yeah. really care. But I went back and looked at some of these, and I mean, there's some monsters on here. It's like how did that? <laughs> how did that not cash?
1: Yeah, got so My far two biggest in the uh, on these. my two biggest CLV wins both hit. Uh, I had. Browns minus three against the Jets when Darnold got mono. <laughs> and that yeah, one closed that? at like seven. Uh, and then I had Bears minus two and a half when Stafford got pulled with the back, with the back backyotomy. And uh, that closed at six and a I half. So me. Yeah, those are yeah, both. I'd say uh, my 30% biggest, CLV one, wins.
0: Mm-hmm. biggest one was New England Washington under. That or that just dropped off the face of the earth after we bet it on Sunday. Oh, I
1: remember that one. Yeah, so that's that was that's, a big one.
0: That was a big one. Oh, and the Lions um, hosting the Eagles.
1: No, oh, that was a nice. The one Lions
0: too. plus seven. That dropped <laughs> <laughs> hard. Would
1: they close four? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, that dropped pretty quick. <clears throat> okay. Well, so I, I on, don't. On I think average, don't yeah.
0: don't panic. Okay. Let's not pull the ripcord on you know. Because w- what's the alternative to this? The alternative, if, if we if we want to say, let's let's go. Far to the other end of the spectrum as we can say, closing line value is not predictive. Numbers don't matter. Fuck everything. Let's just go back and do things the dumb way. Like, are we just gonna add all our plays like twenty minutes before game kick?
1: <laughs> well, which
0: I, I, did, I did the other week. I did that on a couple where it's like, uh, and to, and to be fair, the Pittsburgh number got better for me. I was not mm, a fan okay. of that Rams, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think like uh, avoiding early numbers and trying to get out of the market, stop, should just stop doing that. That's not, well, I guess, this where is, I, be.
1: I, I guess this is kind of, I, and I get your point. You're probably right. This is probably just small sample size and this is not indicative of some fundamental shift in this market. And the NFL is always going to be subject to a lot of small sample size bullshit. Like we know that. And and uh, you know it's just it's and I, and I, get, and I think I, I feel a little bit better. I mean, like it's frustrating because I think I'm beating the closing line on like sixty, almost seventy percent of my plays, and um, to only be a couple of units up at this point in the season is pretty frustrating. So, uh, but I th- I think I feel better. I mean, we we keep uh, we you know we keep the course. We keep continuing to try to evaluate you know what the market overall sentiment on these games is because I, I agree. I I can't think of what the alternative is. I don't think the market is fundamentally wrong. I don't think the game has changed in a way that like the opinions of all of the market makers and the influential people who are betting into this are all of a sudden all invalid, right? Like, cause that's like what you would have to conclude basically if you were like CLV is Mm -hmm. truly meaningless, right? You basically have to say everyone who's been doing this for a very long time, whose opinions are respected by the books are all of a sudden just not correct about what's going to happen.
0: yeah i'm not ready to say that yeah okay okay all right are we well, calm down because yeah we yeah, joined the yeah, church yeah, yeah. of clv and yeah. i mean <laughs> we're not worried this is like a branch davidian thing we're like oh yeah. shit we joined the wrong church
1: <laughs> no this is just a bump in the road i think i i would expect that uh, and honestly I'm like shout um, out to baylor you know what uh, you, here's what i you know what i remember actually like i remember having some crises of conscience last year in a couple of weeks where I was doing well but not getting the results on a smaller sample. Imagine you know? an
0: even a sample size of well, like Oh yeah, seven. like
1: a couple of weeks like what is happening? happening? Uh, and, but, and then I, what I also remember though is like week 12 through week 16 was when it was like the heyday. Is that what you remember too? Like the home stretch last year in the NFL I just remember being absolutely bananas good. And it was always kind of like, "Oh, market's going here. Well, let's get ahead of it and covered with these." That was kind of my, you know, that like, like, I don't know. Am I am I oversimplifying that, or was that is that the way you remember it as well?
0: Yeah, but again, are are you, are you trying to say there's a predictiveness to that that later in the year it'll be better? I I was pretty steady throughout the year, honestly. I, I Just remembering, I, I mean, I can go back and take some. Like I think court. it's possible. I could take some quartiles, or even quintiles of my season and look at, you know, how my CLV, how my stuff, I, I've placed such low, low volume. I don't think that'd be very, it might be a uh, exercise in futility to begin with, but I, I just remember it wasn't like, Oh, it's getting a lot better. It was just pretty, pretty steady eddy for the whole year.
1: I don't know. I think I, th- I'm prepared to say it is predictive and that later in the season it is better. And bye. I think I think there's two reasons. Number one, some of the situational random nonsense fades away, right? Like the fact that, you know, everybody you will start to weeks. be – Yeah, you lose the bye weeks. Everybody starts to be on a level playing field. Also, like we know how to price injuries better, right? Like there's been like – like like think, think about like two weeks ago. Like I was making a case Detroit was live to bet Oakland. Lo and behold, Stafford had freaking cracked vertebrae. You know, like you don't when you don't know that sort of stuff. Like you can't necessarily, yeah. you know, make informed decisions on these, some of these games. And you know, the more we learn about the injuries, the more we have. And you know, we're getting more and more information about these teams, about these coaches, about what what players matter injury wise and what and whatnot. And um, you know, what matchups matter, things like that. And I honestly, I I think like the game gets a little simpler here down the stretch. And I think the the heyday really is going to be this, uh, you know. Thanksgiving to the to the home stretch here. But that said, it's a little too early to get excited about week eleven because there's some tough ones. But it's but it's exciting tough, in my opinion. I'm excited for these games. And let's we'll start on Thursday night, where I think we have an agreement. And oh, uh, we're boy. seeing this is,
0: no, this is our banger of the year.
1: Our banger of the
0: year. We don't this do enough stuff we don't do it, do it enough stuff like that. I know this, is our,
1: B-O-Y? this no, is our B O Y? This is our B O Y
0: it will be our play of the day.
1: Uh, this is this will on be Thursday. on Thursday. On yes. Thursday, yeah, in the NFL for sure. Yeah, for sure.
0: I put it so, at your NBA right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I've been I, after my I, hot start. You're I, doing I, fine. You're doing after fine. my hot start. You they threw me in the river in Cleveland and it lit it on fire. Um, but uh, the um, Cleveland Browns host Pittsburgh Steelers, and one of those lines where you see it open and you're like, really, really? Like, we're really trying to say Cleveland is in this type of shape where there are this many points better than the Steelers. And a lot of temptation to grab Pittsburgh, a lot of temptation to back them on the money line, a lot of of, um, just, hey, like, Pittsburgh has one unit, that being their defense, that is playing great. And therefore, they should be good because Cleveland is a dysfunctional disaster and they were lucky to get a three-point win against buffalo and this is a mismatch because pittsburgh's on their way to the playoffs or maybe and cleveland is cleveland browns you know they're the same old browns like there's there's a lot of that in the air and so the fact that you're seeing them you know the fact that you saw it open at cleveland minus three uh trickle down to minus two and a half but gotta bet that goes back up to three tomorrow I'm, i'm guessing that there's probably some people who are like, this is a trap that Cleveland money comes in, floods the Browns market. Um, or, or it's just that the standard Thursday home money shows up, which has been a thing lately, uh, or really all season. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is not a matchup where I'm itching to get involved in Pittsburgh. I'm not sold at all that Mason Rudolph is uh, an effective quarterback for the year 2019 Maybe he figures something out in the offseason. Maybe after Roethlisberger retires in a couple of years, Mason Rudolph's ready to take the, the mantle. But right now, his tool, his tool chest, his abilities, um, they're not great. And we brought this up a couple of times chatting. He was lucky to only get a safety last week. Oh my god! Yeah. If they got a second defensive touchdown, that totally changed <sighs> the question of that game. It really um, would have hurt
0: my hurt my feelings. Yeah, we, I said that today. I said as soon as I saw those guys coming free, like that's seven. Like yeah. there was, n- I just I had zero faith in him to hold on to the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, if you listen to Sunday, I was pretty jacked off the get go to back Pittsburgh. I was riding high off a Pittsburgh win. Looking at Cleveland, thinking about their offensive line. And I looked, I did look into this a little. As bad as the Cleveland offensive line has been, they don't give up as much pressure as the Rams. They're wow. Not, they're, not, they're not good. I mean, don't, don't, like, I'm not putting them in, no, oh, it's, it's a half decent, no, it's a shitty line. It's a bad offensive line, but they are still not as bad as the Rams. Mm. I mean, the Rams the Rams injuries, that wasn't helping anything either. Mm. But uh, I, I still, I mean, if you don't get the drift yet, we're still expecting a similar game to the to the Rams uh, Pittsburgh game. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean I posted about it today. These bad offensive lines, both sides.
1: Yeah. There's, well, there's I don't been, know. About uh, there's, uh, Pittsburgh's I offensive mean, line is bad. I think just Pittsburgh's offense is one dimension.
0: All right, no, I'm going to stop you there because they did have an injury.
1: They oh. they had
0: they lost the game last week.
1: I can't Who do we lose? The name Gilbert. Uh, the guard, the no. guard
0: the guard the guard. DeCastro
1: no. DeCastro is still available, uh, well, right?
0: You you just you keep thinking I'm gonna look
1: this up quickly. Okay, well I'll tell you that my, my general read on Pittsburgh's offense and why I'm not engaged in them as a dog here on this spot, even though they're facing a rookie head coach on Thursday Night Football, which is one of my favorite all time angles. Um, they're one dimensional. Mason Rudolph is not going to strike fear in the heart of the defense down the field. He you can if you can give you know, if you can put two men on Juju Smith Schuster, then you are going to severely limit the, the offense's abilities to hit explosive plays. All they can really do is hand it off to their running back, try the, uh, you know, try some, uh, they, you know, they have, and they have some success in the running game. They have some innovative rushers. Uh, it didn't work last week. You know, they, Aaron Donald completely swallowed up the, um, you know, the running, running, rushing attack. Every single handoff felt like it was a 50 50 who was going to get the ball. But, um, you know, the, the rushing attack for Pittsburgh against Cleveland should work reasonably well to move them from the 20 to the 40. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of my feel. Yeah. <laughs> and then what? And then Mason Rudolph, is he going to be able to make the play? Is he going to get you into the end zone? Or are you going to be trying to kick long field? Or are you going to yeah. be playing field position? And so, I think that's what opens up this angle for the under.
0: You want to guess? Yeah. You want to guess what their, their red zone touchdown percentage ranks are in the league?
1: Which one? Which teams? These both of these teams? Either teams. Uh, They're pretty close. Both both in the bottom ten. Uh yeah. so I'll say twenty-three and twenty-eight.
0: Twenty-eight was one of them. Twenty-six and twenty-eight.
1: Whew, they are, geez, I don't man. think
0: it's I don't think it's some super big surprise to anybody who watched last week to say that the Browns have not been good in the red zone. And but what I if regression
1: comes it, for them oh in this game? <laughs> if, if
0: you want, yeah, if you want and if you want to sort. They're at like twenty percent in the last three games. Oh, I mean, it's Jesus. it's been oh real bad. But they, I mean, for the for the entire season, yeah, they're both. Uh, what's that make them? Bottom eight teams
1: mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. NFL
0: the red zone, and yeah, that's a that's a problem.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you see it, and so, I, I guess just the fact that this is a divisional game, the fact that this is you know Browns trying to play spoiler to a resurgent. Pittsburgh team, the fact that Pittsburgh's defense can, you know, can make plays and their secondary has completely come alive. uh, There's really no miss. There's really no matchup that favors either offense to try to really put points on the board in this game. Um, Are you, is there a world where Pittsburgh comes away with a win in this one, Andy? Like what, Like how does that happen? Like if Pittsburgh gets a win, it's on the back of their rushing attack is just eventually Browns defense—they're on the field too much. They break down, and Pittsburgh finally gets just a, a clean trip and eats eight minutes of clock and scores some touchdown late in the game. Like how? Like how does Pittsburgh get away with this one?
0: Yeah, you got Connor back, but it's not a good matchup for him. Like it's, and just coming back of his injury, injury
1: was bad too. Yeah, and that's it was the, the a other thing, and he's a physical runner.
0: Yeah, that's one of those injuries where you wonder about. I, and I hate this every time you do this when you, you make your you make a play off an injury news like oh man this guy's back and this guy's back and we're excited and it's like oh god Deshaun Jackson which ended up not biting me in the ass <laughs> but that was part of the reason I wanted to play the Eagles the other week they are a different team when Wince has a deep threat he comes back and he lasts like three fucking seconds <laughs> just like, just like you on a wedding night. He's in and out. He's gone. <laughs> Lasted three minutes. He's done. Yeah. That was. Uh, I mean, that's infuriating. And this feels. Doesn't it feel like that? Where it's like, oh, he's got a hard it's shoulder. Shoulder feels good. his yeah, shoulder feels good in like light contact practice or just walkthroughs. Really yeah, he banged.
1: hasn't gotten hit in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, <he banged laughs> yeah sure. It does feel good. Relatively. And yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Maybe that's the case where it might not feel too bad um, until, you know, until he takes a few hits and maybe his, his usage is a little limited because of that. But yeah, just that, like you said, there's no, there's nothing here that gets me excited about a team having a good offensive day. We love this under.
1: Yeah. Do you think uh, Pittsburgh defense can limit the ability of Cleveland to hit any home run plays? Because, like, that's the only thing that really scares me out of – on being on the under, the only thing I'm, like, kind of dreading is Cleveland hits a couple of big home run plays in the first half. And then that changes kind of the – that changes kind of the, the offensive approach. Pittsburgh, they have to take chances.
0: Yeah, so, Joe Hayden's sick. That might that might be a problem. Like, he's questionable. I think he plays. Okay. But he, if he's out
1: – He's kind of important
0: he's super important if he's out then i'm a little worried about some obj down the field or i mean just any of the receivers honestly he he's an important part of the defense so hopefully um this will be our official get better soon joe hayden announcement
1: <laughs> yeah
0: because yeah i need you yeah and i i was thinking of ramon foster i was like i was just
1: looking oh okay in, in, yeah in, yeah he's, he's he's had he's, a good season he,
0: yeah, well he, he and he is likely to play, I guess. It was a concussion. Okay. It's one of those things where he's practicing, but got it. Got it. You got, got it. you know, you gotta get it past the doctors to get on the field. He's yeah, he, he would help. But I mean, can you say can you say with a you know straight face that the offensive line performed well against the Rams?
1: No, no, yeah, no, like no, no, no. I think we're
0: gonna see I wonder what the sack total is. Last time I did one of those, it didn't even come close.
1: <laughs> well, what's the um? And, and I mean, like honestly, like this—the last week's Cleveland Buffalo game, last week's Pittsburgh Rams game. Like, is there any reason to think this looks any different? I no, can't come up with any. I, I honestly, can't. like it's it's a it's like a, it's a super similar matchup on in both uh, both ways. And actually, we're gonna have another one of those later <laughs> on another primetime game. Yeah. Uh, but we will uh, we'll uh, we'll hold off until we get there. Uh, do you want to hit this uh, first? Banger this, on Sunday. Yeah, thanks. I guess we don't really know what to say.
0: Yeah, this is you, you give me all the good ones to announce. Yeah, hey, I, do you have all
1: the good ones? No, I get one of the good ones. Dallas, Detroit. <laughs> it is
0: rough. Yeah, that's, it's it's up. There's some offshores that are hanging this number, but there's plenty that have this down. Just And I don't think there's a total to be had. I want to say it was around 50, 51 when it was, um, you know, maybe look ahead numbers. Dallas minus three and a half was available earlier. I think it's pretty much down everywhere. I think some people grabbed it after the Stafford news. Like I said last week, I don't think Stafford plays the rest of the year. I don't see there's a lot of reasons to, you know, give him more of a need a double back. Yeah, I mean, we don't need that shit in our life. He's still got years to play. Don't ruin him. Just uh Yeah, it's going to probably be Driscoll season. I think it probably goes to, what, Dallas six? You think? I don't know. Maybe five and a half. Four.
1: I think
0: four. And and, uh, I just don't understand if the three was shaded in the middle or if the three was with Stafford, which feels a little high, three and a half. That does feel high even with Dallas You know, looking good on offense. So maybe you're right. Maybe you know a true matchup of Dallas versus Stafford should have been Dallas minus one or two on the road.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: then and that three and a half was like a meet me in the middle, and Mm. maybe it'll just go to four, four and a half. It'll be interesting. I think if you if you were able to grab that three and a half early, you're probably sitting pretty. Stafford's no, he was a no go in practice today. I don't think he plays uh, Detroit. Kind of a kind of a problem for pass coverage. Something I am eyeing when this number comes up is, I'm hoping the total goes down as the Dallas spread goes up, so I, I don't get you know screwed out of this number too bad. But a, a Dallas team total doesn't look too bad.
1: They well, have, actually, let me have let me press you on that. the run. Let they me press to you just that. not run. You, we, like, you, but we can't get into this space where we know what the right thing to do is. But the coaches don't, and you're betting because you were like, "Oh, yeah, no, well, there's the right thing to do." They just got to figure it out, and then that's am
0: Not that excited,
1: excited. yeah, um, because you know, because let's set aside Detroit; they're a mess without Stafford. Season's over. Who knows what their motivations are going to be? Defense felt like it was going to quit anyway. Um, but yeah, Dallas doesn't seem to get it about their offensive approach. The fact that Zeke has been super ineffective, and especially in high leverage moments. To this point in the season, I really don't know how much longer you can. And you, know, you can't afford to lose games that you should otherwise be winning because of your decision making and your coaching. Like that's going to be a huge problem in a very tight NFC, especially with the fact that you have a relatively healthy Philly, you know, coming on strong uh, and, you know, a much easier schedule for them down the home stretch than you have. And it's, it's very frustrating because Pres- Dak Prescott is performing at a level that I didn't know was possible. For him, um, he
0: looks so good. He's putting throws. Yeah, that second touchdown against Minnesota. There's not a ton of guys that make that throw that well.
1: Yeah, and that on top of that, like gorgeous. I think Joe Moore is doing a really nice job of scheming plays. Like he's getting guys running wide, freaking open, like constantly, like every drive. You'll just see, like, oh, here comes a pass over the middle. How in the hell is that guy so wide, freaking open, like? And granted, Cooper's on the injury report, and that's worth monitoring as well here, especially if you're considering a your Dallas team total over. Um, but yeah, how no, do you think he looked last week? I thought he looked like eighty percent percentish. He made some great catches. I was
0: convinced he wasn't going to play, and then he looked pretty good. So
1: that's happened I think, now twice.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, it's like <laughs> yeah. A, who who was the receiver for the Giants years ago who just he didn't practice for like the last ten weeks of the season and played every Sunday? Was it Plaxico?
1: Probably. Yeah, it sounds like a
0: plaques move. Yeah, this is a receiver thing, and and it's just like we'll get to this in in a couple other games too. Where, yeah, like Stafford didn't go today, and we think that's probably a really bad sign. There's other people that didn't go to game that they're they're playing. Like Christian McCaffrey's just getting he's getting veteran days off because Mm -hmm. he gets his ass beat up every weekend. Like there there's plenty of guys that don't play on a Wednesday or Thursday that play every weekend. I think he'll probably go. I think that the key to this, even, even if you did have a comparable or a competent quarterback going for Detroit, the way to beat Dallas is a really good run scheme that stretches them out. Like, like every, oh, Kirk Cousins, like he had a really good – no, he didn't.
1: He was awful. And he they wasn't still good were. at all. He yeah. no, I mean, was
0: awful. It was, I mean, he, he can complete any screen pass you want him to. He's great with short stuff he he'll nail those and delvin cook in space delvin cook with i mean some of the some of the clips we saw today of the blocking the
1: yeah what blocking, do you make it what do you, what was up with
0: that the, what do you mean
1: the oh, the, Detroit, uh,
0: the, dallas the, thing?
1: the dallas linebacking core just absolute no showing well what, i mean what the, was that the one
0: about? guy the one guy had to protect against the bootleg to the other side but the other two <laughs>
1: linebackers look slow
0: So I mean, and that's the thing. Like, if you have a if you have a good run blocking scheme with a really dynamic running back and a lot of good play action and screen passes, you can beat Dallas. Detroit doesn't have Dalvin Cook, nor does it have you know a half decent play calling scheme as far as that goes. They -hmm. have good receivers, but they don't have a wide or they don't have a quarterback to throw to them. And Dallas is decent coverage, so. Yeah, Detroit super much, super super drawing dead here without Stafford. They need Stafford to, to be able to get these, throw damn. these wide receivers open. And so
1: it's just like, shame this, too because Dallas yeah, got, uh, New England. Dallas has got New England on deck, and so if any, if there was ever a look ahead, this is a good one. So. I know it. Damn,
0: I know there's a lot of angles that like cancel each other out this week.
1: Yeah. I have sucks. Dallas look ahead on yeah, here, but I, I hate that not. too. No, so,
0: super hard pass. And okay. obviously, it's a pass right now because there's yep. no lines.
1: Yep, that's right. Um, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. I have not made a bet. Did New uh, Orleans play last week. They did, although Sean Payton did not coach. Uh, it's worth noting that uh, his he took a, a second bye week after getting engaged. Um, and uh, Drew Brees, uh, I am okay. This is this is a game where I am not making a bet, but I am going to watch. A lot of
0: intently,
1: intently, yeah. because you are going to learn one thing or another out of this game. If there is a second game in a row where Drew Brees is completely ineffectual, passing the ball 15 yards down the field against a defense that has extraordinary coverage issues, then we have a problem. We have a serious problem. And all indications since coming back from his thumb injury were that he was going to be rested. He was going to have a fresher arm. He was going to be a little more lively, and we haven't seen it. He's got the same dead he arm problem. He looks worse. I honestly am... We're now about to take a third swing at what is going on with the Saints here. <laughs> like Preseason, we were like, oh, guy's got a dead arm. Forget about it. Even if they do well in the beginning part of the season, he's going to fade. Uh, well, he got hurt. Oh, well, he's getting to rest. So when he comes back, he'll be fine and they're going to go on a run. Now I am literally like, I am going to watch this game in week 11 and make my final determination one way or the other about the Saints for the rest of the season. Do you have uh, an initial lean before seeing this game? Do you think last week was a fluke, or do you think his arm is shot?
0: He didn't. I mean, the clip you see, it looks bad. Like, can you imagine trying to throw the ball with any strength in your delivery if you have a rib injury? Whether it's a pulled muscle through your core or some cartilage that's out of place,
1: especially if you're forty.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he, yeah, he's like a thousand years old. Oh, man, if he looks ineffective, like by halftime, if he looks ineffective, and I, you can't do, they won't ever do this. But you should put Teddy back in. Teddy wasn't great, but Teddy's not hurt because he looked. I, I don't know. It, it was tough. It, I guess. How you approach this game depends on how you look at the last week. Was it a flat spot for him coming off the bye? or legitimately is it a problem with this possible injury? Right, Lattimore, that's why I can't. La- game. Lattim- I Lattimore know. didn't play today. Like this is no, another I, one.
1: Lattimore's where, probably out. Yeah. yeah,
0: he's probably out. Um,
1: Pete Pete's on injured or on six weeks of uh, broken arm recovery. He's a huge part of their offensive line continuity.
0: Yeah, Tampa. Uh, Tampa did have the, their two corners didn't practice today. So. I guess we'll we'll see on that. We have, might have three corners out.
1: Like they three, cut Hargraves too. Three, so. yeah, <laughs>
0: three, three starting corners across the two teams might be sitting out. Tampa, mm-hmm. really good rush defense though. Um, so you're going to have to throw it deep to beat them. Yeah. To throw, it, throw it a bunch with a, a hurt 40-year-old quarterback. So who yeah. fucking knows? Like I hard lean towards Tampa or maybe a Tampa team total over with Lattimore out. Lattimore, Mike Thomas practice. Let, yeah, yeah, he did. He did not okay. even make the injury report. I don't know okay. any anybody making a big deal out of that to scare us. I guess.
1: Yeah. I had, okay. uh, but yeah,
0: Tampa Bay team total over feels feels pretty good because it's going to be like twenty two.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe does less. feel good.
0: I would play the piss out of that because Lattimore shut down. They they played already this year. Yeah,
1: they played in New Orleans. They, they, Lattimore smothered.
0: You Evans. put him on Evans, yeah. and Godwin had a great day. Yeah. Now Now you don't have anyone to cover the guy who's on pace to catch 150
1: balls. I think and, you. Ca- I think you found the right angle.
0: Yeah, and Godwin's uh, like for sure. That's that's going to make the card once it once we get some numbers on that later in the week.
1: Especially because New Orleans, like, is both. These are two teams that are very solid run stoppers. Mm-hmm. Like, if Tampa Bay is putting together their game plan offensively, like they literally Should are like, not run. Yeah, let's just. Chuck it fifty times. Their season's over anyway. Let's see what James has got. <laughs> I'm going to say yeah. this
0: about every game, but yeah, nobody yeah, should right.
1: run. Well, there's one team we'll get to that should definitely run, but we'll get. the oh, we'll, we'll, you we'll, going. So. We'll, we'll, we'll get right. there, there. Any more um, entries in the league? Well, the, that one's the big one, honestly. Like the Breeze well, I mean, arm one way or another, because like because they're because they still massively. Yeah, you no, know, but like they're still massively, you know, at the top of the, uh, you know the the futures markets. New Orleans is. And if we see another week of him throwing dead balls and his shoulder is completely shot or it's a combination of whatever's going on with his core, then it's time to really think about who else, if not them, who? Right?
0: Yeah. So Tampa Bates scoring a crap load of points and winning this game would not surprise me at all.
1: No. No. So... But then at the same time, if Breeze was low and he's back and, you know, they come in with an offensive game plan and he throws the ball 40 times and it has any kind of precision or zip, then New Orleans scores 30, right? Because Tampa Bay's defense can be absolutely picked apart and Breeze knows how to do it. But anyway, Carolina, Atlanta. Let's
0: oh, set me up for more entries.
1: Um, Cam Newton. We go on Cam Newton.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: uh, Hooper and Freeman didn't play. I know. Hooper and Freeman. Yeah. Um. This is a look where I like Carolina a lot. Uh, I believe Kyle Allen can do to Atlanta's defense what Drew Brees could not last week, uh, and I believe in general the getting expecting to get an effort out of the Atlanta defense for the second straight week on the road uh, after what they did last week, kind of winning their Super Bowl in a lost season, I think is is asking for a lot out of them. Uh, I still think that um, that Dan Quinn is not primed for being a head coach much longer in this league. And I think Matt Ryan has some, you know, has, is still has some issues like as even Atlanta scoring, what did they score? 26 last week. Even that was aided by some short fields and by some, you know, some, uh, you know, pretty hapless uh, saints, you know, offensive drives stalling. And I would think that, I mean, I think they underachieved at 26. So this is, this sets up pretty well, I believe for, uh, Carolina to get right after a tough loss last week in Green Bay, and I mean, I just I like so many matchups on the side of Carolina here that I didn't really hesitate. I laid the five and a half points. I'm surprised that it was looking like Atlanta was a sharper side early in the week. Maybe that was a setup. Maybe that was a head fake. Yeah. I can't really tell. I got a cheap price on five and a half. And I don't really want to point anything else out except that like there's been all this weird buzz this week about Cam Newton. I don't know if you've heard any of this stuff. People talking about where is he gonna go next year because he's put on IR, and people all pointing to like this Liz Frank injury thing. Like, that's not his problem. Like I don't understand it. Like Carolina is
0: I do feel like believing. a conspiracy theorist. Like I do too. Like when it's we crazy. say why isn't anyone else talking about shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> you can't why melt, isn't anyone yeah, else talking yeah, about? You can't melt steel beams with a Liz Frank. <laughs> I mean, we sound nuts at this point, but yeah, as far as the handicap goes, you know, Cam Newton, he's he's playing for Chicago next year. Heard it here. Broken here. There's still a five at Heritage, it says. I'm going to have to go check that out. I might <laughs> add that at least for a little bit because I fully agree. Hooper and Freeman did not practice. Brian Hill at running back um, and then just, I mean, the play action and the screens to CMC are going to murder them.
1: Oh, I can't wait.
0: I mean, it's going to <laughs> – you, you don't need Kyle Allen to do a whole lot. You this, really don't. I mean, what you saw last week was about as backwards of a game against a defense. Atlanta letting someone only score nine points, that's not that, – I'm going to go out on a limb and say that probably not going to happen again this year. I it just – it's – I mean, it, it, I hate to like oversimplify and just say it's Christian McCaffrey. And a couple of the receivers they have. They have they have decent receivers. CMC is a big part of the passing game. Yeah, they can probably slow down the run a little, but Kyle Allen, given some easy passes, some slants, some screens, and even some intermediate stuff against this pass defense, they're gonna they're gonna rack them on offense. Carolina's gonna put up some points. So I don't I don't see a repeat performance from Atlanta.
1: Yeah. That's really that, that. That's really where I'm at too. This is a buy. That. This is a buy low on Carolina, so high on Atlanta spot.
0: Yeah, exactly. So.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, we kind of got an intro. Oh, got anything else on that one before we? No,
1: for I that? just think Atlanta's defense is who we thought they were.
0: Oh, for sure. That was a huge, <laughs> huge, huge mirage.
1: Yeah, that's that all dumb. Yeah, that's all I got. This one's interesting though. Do you want to set? Yeah. Th- is, my, is it my turn or your turn? I, I think we got out of order there for a heart- you heartbeat. Did.
0: You did the last one. I get this one. Okay, go. Know. I'll take this one. This is the new order. This is how much prep work we did. Like this is when the we, new we, order. When, <laughs> we, when we joke about like not doing prep work, like we we don't plan out very well. We don't even know who's supposed to set up what game. Jacksonville coming off a bye with a new quarterback. Indianapolis <laughs> with a probably going back to their good quarterback.
1: Let's assume we're
0: let's say yeah Brissett practice i guess he looked great today funches possibly ty probably not Foles coming back against a good pass rush i don't know you know we got so caught up in, in Minshew mania he did make some bad decisions he made some rookie mistakes he wasn't mm-hmm. always making smart decisions but let's not forget what Jacksonville's front five is like. It's not good. This isn't going to be a, a super fun game for Foles to come back on the road, on the carpet, which lends itself to a good pass rush. He's going to be under duress. I don't think it's going to be a fun game for him. Hard leaning towards Indy here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. Even with T.Y. <laughs> out, it's uh, just Leonard's back. Leonard's playing great. The Indy defense takes care of business.
1: Probably lean mm, okay. a little bit towards the under even. Okay. Um God, dude, I don't really know where to go with this one. Yeah, I this is didn't, this is a, I, it's a yeah. cross
0: off for me. I'd lean I lean in me, but I'm probably not betting this.
1: So here's here's some general thoughts. Indianapolis last week with Brian Hoyer at the helm. We talked about it. Didn't feel great. Like didn't feel super awesome that Brian Hoyer was taking the field against the Dolphins, even though the Dolphins were hapless and they couldn't afford to win. They won anyway. Credit to them, I guess, (laughs) for trying. you Can't even tank, right? You fucking idiots!
0: It's so hard when you have when you have Hoyer doing what he did.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's. He was that was he was awful. That was up there, Uh, up um, there with
0: worst QB performances for the year.
1: Yes, it was. And um, Indianapolis is well coached. Um, Indianapolis has life still. Maybe, maybe, hopefully, in the AFC South, although that's fleeting, it's fading. Those last those last two weeks, lo- the losses of the last two weeks have really hurt badly. And um, it's fucking and Terry's fault. He missed an extra point that could have made them, given them the chance to tie at 16-16 instead of have to go for the touchdown. You
0: know? He's coming to play in every God, game dude, this year, crazy. whether, whether he's crazy. nailing a game winner or missing it's, it. He,
1: he's... Yeah. He is yeah. the
0: crux of
1: the season. He's, he's, he is determined to get back all of the money that he would won me in my life gambling this year, <laughs> for sure. Including all of my all of my uh, left for dead indie futures. Um, but yeah, this is a spot where you have to get right. You have to get back, you have to bounce back. The only thing that worries me about indie and laying the points here is that they have Houston on Thursday night football on deck. So like there's maybe some potential that they're looking past Jacksonville. I mean, I don't want to get involved in Jacksonville yeah. at all here. With them that's coming, the re- that's you know. one of the
0: reasons I've written down to pass.
1: Yeah. And it's a nasty look ahead spot, nasty look ahead spot and Jacksonville, you know, bringing in Nick Foles, like who knows if they're going to look confident. I agree with you. Like in the long run, this is the correct decision over Minshew in the like, not even long run, like future of the franchise, mm-hmm. but like the rest of the games this season, I think you have to start Foles. You have to see if he is your answer before you make a decision in the offseason about whether to do Minshew or Foles next season because Foles is a tradable asset if he's healthy and he looks good this year. The, so I think that you put him back in and you try to make him, you know, you try to give him every chance, opportunity to succeed. Um, but you still have an offensive line that absolutely stinks. You have some mismatches on, you know, all across, uh, you know, D.D. Westbrook is limited with an injury. Uh, you know, Indianapolis is getting healthier on defense every week. This is not a great spot for, for Jacksonville. And, you know, this is, you know, this is a, a a tough you know tough spot to just throw a foles back in the fire uh, against a team that's well coached and that's you know relatively complete and, and getting healthier. So, I, I think if uh, if Brissette and Hilton are a go, I'm not interested in the under really. I think forty three and a half. Yeah, 44 I don't is think probably I, I don't reasonable. think Hilton
0: plays. If Hilton's looking like he's playing later in the week, I would I would think about Indy at three or under. Mm, okay. That would, okay. that would probably tilt me towards making a
1: bet. How many points do you think Jacksonville scores with Nick Foles?
0: 19.
1: <laughs> I felt like okay, 9 was too low. Number. 9 was okay, too low, but, but I was committed to number. it once I said it. So 9 uh, points plus teen. 10. 19 points. 19 <laughs> point. I, I mean, mid, mid-teens. I'm yeah, sure. okay, 17. Like, 17 to 20 is kind of where I see them as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and if that's, it's where, 20, where that's where you need some and offense. If it's, 17, it, it's like if they get to 20, then it goes over probably and they may cover if, it, if they only score 17 Then Indy covers it and it stays under probably. So it's, um, this is an easy one to stay away from. And I, you know, just, I can't put any more money on Indy this season. I just need them to somehow rescue things and, you know, pull up out of this nosedive and put a couple of wins together here and hope that Houston loses a couple. Uh, otherwise, oh, and Tennessee, Tennessee needs to lose a couple too. Tennessee's, Tennessee's kind of, not losing. They're not <laughs> like, losing. I know <clears> it's yeah. weird. Sweet. Right, Tanny.
0: They're on bye this week. Along yeah, with they Seattle. Are. Thank Foon God. I don't know how to handle Tennessee.
1: <laughs> so uh, the Denver of Broncos games, yes. are also coming off of a bye. And the Denver Broncos. I'm before this is the, the same bye. game.
0: This is the same game. It, it kind of going to know, an indoor seriously. stadium on the road off by yeah
1: yeah and a quarterback who hasn't seen a ton of action this season. <laughs> so if you in case you forgot in case you missed it um on the way into the buy Denver pulled the old quarterback switcheroo they uh they they put joe flacco on ice and your new quarterback of your Denver Broncos for now and the foreseeable future is a fellow named Brandon Allen the third allen quarterbacking in the NFL this year uh would have guessed we had one and didn't think much of him and lo and behold now we have three allens um Brandon Allen I would say didn't super impress in the game against the Browns that was mostly just a Browns fail from you know all three all three phases the Browns failed in that one especially their tackling was just atrocious and it led to a couple of big plays that gave Denver a comfortable lead that they put away um I don't know that you can really take from that and extrapolate what kind of performance to expect from Brandon Allen, especially now that he's on the road and against a defense that we overrated. I will say it plainly: this defense can be beaten; they can be scored on. And you know, Dallas showed a you know put the um, you know put the road map on film for any team from here to the end of the season facing the Minnesota Vikings. In my opinion, to score points on them, if you have an effective passing offense. Line up your two wide receivers. Whichever one Hughes is covering, throw it against that guy. And, you know, let the magic happen. I don't know that you can go that route with Brandon Allen, especially given that he really only has one wide receiver to throw to and one tight end who has a case of the dropsies from time to time. Um, I stared long and hard at this 40-and-a-half total because Denver should score. Phil Blinsey is a capable running back. They have, you know, they can they can have a balanced attack and you know get to seventeen the, or so yeah. points against this Vikings team, which flips it on it's on you. Know, you flip it around and say, well, then is Minnesota going to get to twenty four? They should.
0: They're yeah. at home, and I, I think got, Denver will, Denver will have to throw. Like, yeah. yeah, Philip Lindsay Royce Royce Freeman, what a, a decent running backs. So I don't say they're they're not great. They're good. They're serviceable. Minnesota has a good pass defense, or a good rush defense, rather. I misspoke that the first part. Not true. The opposite of that. They're okay. getting worse. They're they getting, can bottle s- Lindsay. They are getting scorched. I think they can bottle the rush, and if if they have any common sense, they'll throw, throw, and throw. Because you know Brandon Allen's not Dak, but he's he's a human being with a pulse. He should be able to complete <laughs> passes against a hard regression. In in the past defense, everybody not named uh, Harrison Smith looks like just hard horse shit. They're getting burnt. Mike Hughes probably doesn't belong in the field, but they don't have anything better right now. Yeah, Ellen mm. Alan Sutton, I guess that's your that's your key to Denver covering and probably the total going over because Minnesota right now the the offense is it, it, it's clicking. So they, Sutton player prop over,
1: got yeah. that. Okay, they should, they should.
0: They are heading into their buy. You don't want to go into the buy losing as a ten point favorite.
1: Yeah, yeah. I came close to playing Denver plus ten yeah, and a half because that's too. a shitload of points. But rookie quarterback against a you know against a, a fearsome front seven, I'll pass. Yeah, uh, and the, uh, I came first yeah.
0: first road start for a rookie quarterback. You, you can't go back and yeah, Daniel Hunter that's, up
1: against uh, Garrett Garrett Bowles. That's a mismatch. Yeah, <laughs> like there's like it's, it's there, there's be rough a couple for him. of them. Yeah, there's a couple of them. So it, this could this could get away. Um the, yeah, that's
0: where that's where you, you do it. You take it. Minnesota maybe only puts up twenty one or something, and you're in you're in decent shape, and then you end up with, you know, a rookie quarterback starting on the road, on the turf against a really good pass rush, and you yeah. get you get your Butthole plugged with a defensive touchdown.
1: <laughs> yeah, late in the game. As, yeah, Does late in the like game. Like... That, that's –
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, no thanks on this. Like you said, lean towards that being too many points probably for a Minnesota of team. But okay. you know, we, we so should on uncur- Kirk know... Cousins a little. Yeah, because of you know it wasn't him that beat Dallas. It was the scheme and the running game and the receivers bailing him out. Felt yeah. like 2017 again with receivers bailing out Keenum. But I will say a positive. He has not turned the ball over in four games.
1: That is true. No he's playing n- mistake-free no football. No fumbles.
0: He is playing how he should play. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not a mobile quarterback. As far Every as, other you know, one of
1: his goes. passes is yes, a conceded yes, yes. down, but he's not turning the ball over. That's true. This he's not true. putting you in a disadvantage situation.
0: It, that helps.
1: Although the coaching staff tried to put him in a disadvantage situation in the second half by running it, what, 13 snaps in a row? Yeah, That was that was pretty tough. Um, so we're going to put we, – we think we identified pretty clearly some of the limitations with Minnesota Vikings. We're going to put a pin in this for now. Let the bye week go by. Let everyone forget about them. Think that they have a fierce defense again when they take on Seattle in week week 13. Is that week 13? Oh, Jesus Christ. We're getting so far into the season.
0: That game, they, they can't put that total high enough.
1: No. That, that one is the one where you play the over, you play Seattle, and you play the Seattle team total. Yep. And they all three go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, so let's put a pin in this and uh and we will come back and come back and enjoy some, pin in. We'll come back and enjoy some some action against Minnesota later in the season. The Jets. And the Skins.
0: this is such, <laughs> thank you. This is I think we did get out of order because I was yeah. thinking, God, I don't have
1: to I can set this one up, then
0: I made Um, I made a case for both teams in my head for a few minutes each before I crossed this one off hard. Washington is off a bye. They they, they've gotten players back, but Callahan is gonna run the ball a hundred times. And if the Jets have done anything good this year, it's stopped the run. So like Washington's like they're they're dead on arrival.
1: Yeah, I that concur.
0: Said, that said, the Jets, uh, like, in what world am I going to bet on the
1: Jets right now? Oh God, it's so fucking tempting, though, isn't it?
0: It is. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very, very <laughs> tempted. Well, just because, like, oh, we're starting Dwayne Haskins, and we're also going to try to run the ball a thousand times. Like, yeah. Man, I should just bet the Jets.
1: That's so tempting, dude. Um,
0: well, I mean, what's keeping you off it? Of I'm, I'm curious.
1: Injuries for the Jets. Yeah. Offensive line injuries, secondary end, injuries, the, secondary the, the, offensive you know, the jets, line. the jets gave up a billion points to the giants. They could give up a billion points to Dwayne Haskins and Adrian Peterson. I can't tell. Uh, and it, it, this is a spot where they should go in and take care of business. They, they are the better team. The records don't speak to that, but the jets are a much more talented roster than the Redskins period. That said, they're just not, they're not performing well. They're not clicking, um, you know, Darnold has a miss, you know, Darnold is the better quarterback of these two for sure now in the NFL, but all it's going to take is Haskins chucking deep to McLaren and the guys wide fucking open because the jets have no, you know, no healthy secondary players. And, you know, now all of a sudden you got yourself a game. Like I thought long and hard about playing under 38 and a half. I was like, well, that's a bettable number. Like, you know, we we've seen a very clear pattern of Washington running an offense that, Evaporates the clock, like it's it's absolutely bizarre and you know and, and and unique in today's NFL to watch how the clock progresses in a Washington Redskins game under Bill Callahan. It's like a different era. It's crazy. Time Lord, <laughs> Time Lord, Bill Callahan. <laughs> the Time Lord's out right now. Uh, Celtics are in a little bit of a jeopardy without him. Um, but really yeah, it's good. it's uh, that's I mean, basically the Jets. If the Jets were an eighty percent healthy team, I'm probably that they may they may not be dogs, <laughs> but I'm probably playing playing them to win and cover um, because they are better. They should win, but uh, you know that. And oh, dude, last before we move off the Jets, Gase coming back. They yeah. already called it. What, what they, are we doing? Said, what are we doing here? The, what what the, are we doing? The
0: state of the coaching in the city of New York is hilarious oh right God now because God. not only not only said yeah, we're keeping Gase. But the, the, other team, the other team said, if we got rid of Schirmer, we'd look at Garrett. Like, oh, what? <laughs> what? I didn't see that. They, oh they said God. that today. They said, we'd, we'd no. look at Jason Garrett because You're he'd be a free Miley. agent. I You're absolutely – you, you can find this quote. People, oh people were savaging this this morning.
1: You oh, must have actually had to do doing some it. work today. They're doing that to spite me, I think. Um, okay. Well, the Gays thing is insane, too, because – uh, you know, you you need they, the whole New York Jets structure is, is falling apart at the seams, uh, and yeah, the Dolphins can't even tank correctly, and the Bills are winning games in spite of not having a competent offense or quarterback. So yeah, congratulations to the New England Patriots for winning the next eight and AFC East titles, <laughs> like with Jared Stidham, <laughs> with Jared Stidham, with whoever the fuck. Um Steve Belichick put him under center. I think they still they still win the AFC East. It's incredible. Um, no play for us mm-hmm. on Jets Skins, and we will cruise down to Miami, where the hottest team in the NFL, your Miami Dolphins, are taking on the Buffalo Bills.
0: Who has the longest win streak in the AFC East right now?
1: It can't be the
0: Dolphins it absolutely is. Oh, oh my god, the Patriots lost to the Baltimore Ravens.
1: Imagine trading away all your assets for draft picks, knowing that you're going to get the number one overall pick and then a bunch of other first round picks and totally reshape your franchise, and then you'd accidentally win two games. In incredible, <laughs> and there's still lots of games left against shitty teams. <laughs> yeah, they gotta play Cincinnati um, yet. Did you think about backing uh,
0: Buffalo at all this week? <sighs> Did Hoyer give us value?
1: I think he did. I mean, Josh Allen's not good, but he's,
0: he's not good Hoyer.
1: enough. Yeah, he's good enough to score twenty one points against this team. The first matchup was pretty close. I thought the score didn't. The score kind of betrayed it because there was all kinds of weird, a lot of weird things happened in that fourth quarter of that game. You don't know if you remember, but there was like yeah. a broken play, touchdown, a kick return touchdown, and then another mm. like defensive touch. It was there was a weird kind of finale on that one. Um, and I don't think these teams are that far apart, but Buffalo is playing with confidence. They are well coached. Um, did you see the step that uh, uh, Sean McDermott leading the league in going for it on fourth down? He's yeah. even more aggressive than Harbaugh. Well, th- their That's quarterback crazy. is
0: six foot nine. Like you might as well. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. If there was, uh, I guess, like Cam, Cam in his heyday was a monster with a with a sneak. But Josh Allen is like built to sneak the ball. And they, have they, they have
1: I've been they, saying this all, all along. Cam Newton 2.0. That, this, is, this is perfect. <laughs> I, <laughs> it I'd, since, to, since I'd like to re, I've been retract, it
0: retract some of, <laughs> of the statements I just made. I, uh, I know we should a guy. guy guess, just but... guy just wins. The
1: guy just wins. He scores. He's scoring rushing t- two rushing touchdowns a week. He's got he's, all these game winning drives. He's he just wins. He's Cam Newton
0: 2.0. I bet on him last week. He got me a push. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they should have won that game. Probably
0: they probably should have won that game. I deserve better.
1: How weird, also, too, that Sean McDermott is this super aggressive coach, and then he didn't go for it on that fourth and four, and he yeah. trotted his field goal kicker out there. He lost, he lost his he lost his cojones. I'm at exactly the wrong time.
0: my edge. <laughs> um, uh, it's it's not a good run defense. Like I tried to no. look for a reason to back to. I, I don't want to say a reason to back Miami, but a reason to not look at Buffalo. The the run D is bad, but it's Belange. Like it's it's blanche. And this is the week. If there's a week where a, a pass happy kind of wild card quarterback has trouble, it it's probably gonna be against a good defense like this.
1: Yeah. I agree with that.
0: Like I, I can get I can get behind uh Fitzy having a bad day. Might even see some rows in time. Who knows with this game? This is probably a pretty big pass for me though. This is an ugly one.
1: What do we think of Buffalo right now? I mean, like, you did you watch any of their game against Cleveland? I know you mm-hmm. bet on it. Did you watch much of it? Yeah. Are, have they slipped defensively? Did we overrate them defensively? Are they no, just like kind of good? Like what? Like what's the, the, what's the story? The, the rush defense hasn't been like they they are like they're just they they have a flaw and people. Yeah, know yeah.
0: It. They're, they're, it's not a perfect defense. You can run on them. It's just like. uh it's like you know Minnesota was a decent defense even at the beginning of the season when they weren't uh, they weren't playing this badly, but that you could still pass on them and then now it just got worse. I don't mm-hmm. think there's a perfect defense like even the Patriots you can you can run on New England like that's the best mm-hmm. defense in the league you can still run on their ass. So mm-hmm. that, I mean it's the same kind of case. This is Buffalo's defense is is New England light. Mm-hmm. It's, okay, it's they're gonna they're gonna control the passing game. They're gonna stop. What's his fate? If he just starts slinging it all over the field, Fitzy, it could mm-hmm. be, be a bad time.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's get to the main event of the one. Oh, o'clock
0: the flex game that didn't get flex. Let's like there, let's was two, there was two games that should have been flexed. Two games this Houston, year, yeah. Baltimore, New England, Philadelphia. Both of those are so much better than we the gotta Sunday give a, game.
1: We got to give a hat tip, though, to uh, our buddy Will Brinson.
0: Oh, Will tell us so, Yeah,
1: for filling us in on how this works, do you want to take it away?
0: What was uh, I'm trying to remember now? The
1: so there are two problems why this and couldn't be flexed. The first one is be, it fundamentally it has to be a three couldn't. Game. Yeah. yeah, it had. It has to be an afternoon game. Mm-hmm. And this was not. And then uh, the uh, the Sunday nighters in LA, and NBC is not ever flexing out of an LA game no. because all of their people live there.
0: Yep. So so it made sense. Yeah, it's it's nice to know, and it it's kind of nice to know. Maybe it's not nice to know. Like it it ruins our bitching because it's like, oh well, those are those are super.
1: Do you know, <laughs> <Roman> like, points. <laughs> think, yeah, thanks oh, I for those. Thanks for those super true. salient
0: reasons that <laughs> make total sense. That's no fun at all. Like I wanted yeah. to complain, but I know way. I
1: wanted to. I <laughs> wanted to actually give him a hard time because I was like, "Your yeah. your CBS buddies are cock blocking us not letting us have the good game." But that's not how it works, I guess. But CBS <laughs> still,
0: still CBS still does get to broadcast this
1: one. That's true. That's true.
0: And again, yes, it's still. this is a noon game. We're still in the noon slate at this point. This is the final one. Um,
1: just put this one on the big TV.
0: Put it on the big TV. Houston off the bye. Baltimore off just being good. Playing good against good teams. Playing even better against horrendous teams. Spin moves. Lots of hype. Um, Fuller was limited today in practice for Houston. Roby might be back. The reason I can't, this is everything says bet Houston,
1: everything,
0: everything says bet Houston. This is such a sell high spot for Baltimore. Even if, even if you're not doing it straight up, you have to bet Houston here except the coaching mismatch just isn't going to let me.
1: Yeah. I I just can't
0: do it. I did take this over. I bet. I got overexcited, bet this over early. I got a bad number. You know, we're excited about uh, the next game. We got a good number on Sunday night. I bet 50, it ticked down to 49. I think it's probably 49 and a half now. I don't care where it closes. I stand by mm-hmm. my position. I, over. Yeah, it's an over spot for me. I'm, I'm on it. It's one mm-hmm. of those where I'm excited to watch the game and watch a lot of points and watch these two very fun, dynamic quarterbacks go at it.
1: Couldn't agree with you more.
0: Hopefully Baltimore comes out on top.
1: So let's uh, let's break this down a little more. Um if you hadn't already bet the over and you're looking at a 49 juice to -119 are you playing that or are you rather have over 15 and a half at a plus money number at this well, point
0: I'd Probably sell out.
1: Sell up to 15 and a half yeah. is 15 and a half the sell spot or do you want to even go higher? That's 70
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, it doesn't. I it's not one of those. I don't think it's 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 either a case here. You know, it's either a case for one of these defenses steps up, and this isn't even close. or this game goes into the sixties.
1: Mm, okay. I don't think it's a close one. Well, let's 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 take this two ways. It's a clean. It's a clear weather game. There's no issues with wind, mm-hmm. with rain, with um, the field conditions. This is going to be um, an opportunity for both teams to show us what they got offensively. And Baltimore, we know what they got offensively, and it's fucking awesome. It is so cool to watch all of the various ways that Lamar Jackson and Baltimore can attack you. And I, this is one of the softer tests he's getting this whole season. And I think at home with the crowd behind them, they are going to put up points. They're going to put pressure on this team. And the only thing that really kind of spooked me at all about the over was the possibility that Baltimore just plays, you know, eight minute drives running down their throat, scoring a touchdown at the end of the drive and wins, you know, 35 to 10 or something, you know, I, can't actually convince myself that houston is not live however to go score for score deshaun watson that is like his mo that is what we are seeing from the guy the kid balls he goes score for score with you we saw him do it against kansas city we've seen him do it against multiple top two you saw him do it against drew Brees in the, in the saints in monday night football week one like he can under the gun Asked to score to keep up with an opponent who was pulling away from him, he can do it. And I expect that this is a, you know, kind of a, an, an ask and answer sort of a game here where Baltimore is generally setting the tone, generally putting the pressure on Houston, and Houston is coming back and answering. And whether or not they can stay within the number is a question mark. I think Baltimore is probably right to get the cover and get the win here, something like, I don't know, we'll say 30 to 24 or something like that. But uh, I would suggest strongly that you look for the, you know, the the Baltimore defense. Are they truly fixed? Did they get the pieces back healthy enough to be a stop, you know, a, a force to be reckoned with? Does Jimmy Smith and and uh, Marcus Peters do all of a sudden like everything solved? This isn't the same defense that gave up forty points to the Browns. This isn't the same defense that was getting gashed by you know, Mason Rudolph until he got his bell rung, you know, like this, like that, that's oh, the kind that of, thing. that, that's the kind of uh, indicator you're looking for here. Cause if the Baltimore defense is coming on and their offense, we know what they are, then I think, you know, we have, we, this is not the sell high spot for them. Um, next week they go out to LA for Monday night football and play the Rams. Anything about that matchup that speaks like uh, finally sell on these guys?
0: Yeah, it's, it's weird. Doesn't, they I, really I, I, I want to say Chernoff, uh, our friend Adam Chernoff. He, I think he's almost a little miffed that these two teams are playing each other. They're yeah, because bo- yeah. they're both they're both sell teams. How do you you can't sell them both? I guess I'm selling both the defenses.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: But yeah, I mean they're both they're both, you know, high public perception sell teams at this point.
1: I think we continue to buy on. I think we continue to hold our position on Baltimore. I think yeah. we see them cover and win this game in glorious fashion, and uh, and then uh, I think I the buy. I think I think Houston. I think Houston's a buy spot next week against Indy, probably at home on Thursday night football. Do you disagree? I mean, there's the other thing we had mentioned. There's a huge co- coaching mismatch here, <laughs> like Bill O'Brien and John Harbaugh. Are no, not that, the that's same what kept me from universe. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So. All right, Houston's defense not good even when Tun- they are Tunsil
0: playing, and That's, yeah, yeah, Tunsil playing, Fuller playing, and uh, Watson doing what he does. That makes up for a lot of Bill O'Brien. So just staying away from the side betting the total.
1: It does. Real quick before we move off this game, because we have two potential MVP candidates, and because the third is has the week off. What do you make of the MVP race right now? And I want to ask you two specific questions about this. Number one it for me in terms of how it will be voted on and then number two do you what do you actually think is lamar jackson actually the most important player on the best t- team or is it russell Wilson?
0: oh my god we had this conversation in a chat and i'm so sick of it <laughs> like it just got old trying to explain like it's a media award. i, mean, no, like, like, was, like, I, I like, wasn't 100 what, what i, don't, I, I don't, care don't, about don't, i know don't. i know but you asked like if you think the most important player is that what they're voting on like nobody, no, they, know, nobody no, knows what no, they're really no. voting on. They're voting no. on the best quarterback on a good team that so had how a good be, year, How like will it, it be voted
1: on? So, so the voting depends on what happens with Seattle. Do they win the Seattle, West?
0: Like Seattle winning the West would almost lock it up. If Seattle yeah. wins, if Seattle can win the West after the way the he Niners the started, yeah. he wins the MVP for for so many reasons. If Baltimore beats the shit out of Houston and goes on to have like a thirteen and you know three twelve and four season. Like the it's going it's going to it's going to Lamar like the hype he just he needs like two more runs like that down the stretch that they're gonna play back over and over and over again and a decent season he's gonna have like thirty five hundred yards thousand yards rushing a shitload of combined uh, touchdowns whatever Mm -hmm. right now they're seven and two yeah I mean if they get the two seed and and look good down the stretch. He breaks uh, – that's another thing people are going to talk about. He's going to break Michael Vick's rushing record here if he averages much less than he's averaging per game right now running. That's going to be a big thing. People are going to make a big hullabaloo about that. He's he's such a dynamic player. I think it, it'll come down to the, You know what happens in the, the <laughs> NFC West. Seeding,
1: yeah. Who's got the higher seed? Yeah, yeah that it decided. Goes,
0: I mean, and if Russell continues to play like he's playing and – it ends up with like four interceptions total or something ridiculous and 40 touchdowns, it it might not matter that they're in the three seed or five seed rather, Hmm. but it it is hard to give it to a wild card quarterback.
1: Who are you, who are you voting? If we get to decide on this podcast right now, who are you voting for?
0: I have the wide receiver.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I I agree. I mean, I think I, I'll get the hell out did of here. You I thought you meant Lamar Jackson? <laughs> no, I know. I was
0: kidding. Did you, okay. that, uh, did you see that? Did you see that press release? Essentially,
1: from, uh, boy, yeah, I did. I, I did, and I kind of guffawed. Um, <laughs> yeah, I not Yeah, putting McCaffrey or Evans or Thomas in the discussion is an absolute joke. Um, and I mean, I, like, you want You want to? You want to know any more seriously how not? You know why Lamar Jackson is a pick right now? F- swap him for Flacco. Like, yeah. in what universe are we in any way enthusiastic about Baltimore's chances to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> we are not. Yeah, like, they are. Lockett is legitimately. About,
0: yeah. Lockett's been a top 10 receiver. Lamar's playing with rookies and a tight end with bricks for hands.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, all right. right. On to okay. the afternoon. I will set up this first one where I have a play that I'm pretty fired up about.
0: I'm very fired up. We we nailed, we nailed. Sometimes (laughs) these Sunday releases, we get overexcited. We, well, things shook out our way on Monday, too. That
1: helped. I agree. And shook out our way today. Kiddles out. Yes. Uh, Sanders probably not going to play. There are huge, huge question marks with how Brita, Brita's trending down. Like there are huge, huge, problems with San Francisco's offense. Not only did Jimmy G have happy ass feet on Monday night football when they mattered the most, um, a lot of dropped interceptions in that game. Uh, not only did San Francisco's defense look less toothless without Quan Alexander, uh, without some of their coverage pieces who are out with injury, um, San Francisco took their first loss and here they come. Hosting on a short week, Arizona and Kyler Murray, who they've already seen and prepared for once, uh, and they hung on an enormous number here that I just I can't. I think we saw we saw a pretty compelling argument that there is not an enormous gap between these two teams when when Kittle's not on the field. At the end of that game, I feel like you know, they, and granted, San Francisco presumably had an insurmountable lead oh by the way a lead that was somewhat lucky with the way that the penalties and the timeouts worked out at the end of that first half that could have been what a, that ended up that was a 14 point game at halftime it could have been a seven point game or it could have been a tie game i can't 100 remember but it was close at halftime they get that extra touchdown to kind of go in half with momentum uh they score another one early in the third quarter and they kind of let the you know they, they kind of took their foot off the gas to a degree but I think Arizona matches up fairly well with these guys. Arizona's got a lot of pieces back on their offense and their receiving core. Christian Kirk looks healthy. Uh, Andy Isabella, his the ghost of Andy Isabella made a return against San Francisco the last time they, they played. Um, David Johnson looks like a corpse. They should probably put him on the bench and just run with Drake. But no, yeah, I, I, think Arizona's, oh I think God. Arizona's alive here. I think the fact that we got 13 and a half in our pockets is great. But I'll tell you what, even more than that, I think this under forty-five is a banger, man. I think this under forty-five coasts. This is going to be a tightly contested game. The um, Arizona is still doing the same thing that they were doing previously this season, where they are kicking field goals when they should be scoring touchdowns. Um, we are seeing a little bit more aggressiveness from Kirk Cliff Kingsbury in the form of fake punts and stuff like that, but uh, he still doesn't really know how to. Punch it in, especially on the road. Kyler Murray, a little bit less effective on the road. Um, You know, I don't know that, you know, I think that would have me a little bit conscientious about just grabbing an 11, which is widely available now. Um, And I think under 45 is absolutely in play, is the right play. Um, San Francisco, if they're going to get this win, they're going to have to do it with defense. I don't think that there are really any pieces on offense that you have to be conscientious or concerned about. When San Francisco's offense is on the field, their wide receiving core sucks.
0: Mm, yeah, they are
1: running back. T- you 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 put two, put two put two hats on Tevin Coleman, and watch and count and count the punts. That is your that is your game plan if you are Arizona's defensive coordinator.
0: And do, don't you think Arizona's offensive game plan kind of does well against? For you know, we we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Against a good pass rush, against yep. a strong front seven. They're putting a bunch of wide receivers out there and getting rid of it quick. You you can't afford to really blitz. You bring an extra yeah. guy. I mean, yeah, you put you put an extra hat in the box, and you have a receiver that's wide open or a, a receiver that's singled up against a linebacker or, or a strong safety, and all of a sudden they're just dinking and dunking their way down the field, and you're going to have to score a bunch of points to beat a shitty team, and and you don't have a bunch of receivers. Like it's it's going to be a struggle, and yeah. Thirteen and a half, maybe our best. This was one of our best grabs on a Sunday, and yeah, th- good reason to listen to the Sunday podcast because after, th- <laughs> after the game, this was, uh, this
1: yeah, this like was a yeah. This was no, rock. this was no bueno. Yeah. And
0: so, uh, since it was a good grab and it's <laughs> I don't know what, what, do you, what okay, guess like let's forty, don't they?
1: Let's let's pretend. Let, let's give the listeners a mulligan. You know, something people are busy. I think you did. People are it's busy. saying
0: to bet the under.
1: But like, do you think under forty five is a better look than eleven? Right now, this moment? Yes. Okay. Um, is Arizona live to win no. the game? No? Why not? Bad coach. Hmm. Coaching mismatch, I agree with. Um, okay. Well, I'm kind of low-key interested in this game. I guess the one other thing I want to mention, an angle that I do like to mine from time to time, when you have divisional opponents that play each other relatively closely spaced in a given season, in the first game, there is effective offense. There are red zone opportunities that are touchdowns, not field goals. Uh, I love hitting that under when they are playing the rematch a couple of weeks later because they've already seen their best stuff. We've the the Cardinals have already seen like what eight goal line plays from the Niners. They finally stopped them at the end of that Thursday football game on short yardage. Uh, so I think this 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 is really this really sets up for an under and maybe my favorite total of the week. Um,
0: Total of the week.
1: Why don't you tee up you, you I think you sold Baltimore a little short giving crowning them the two seed because if this oh next God. team loses on the road, we have a tie with the tiebreaker going to the Ravens in the AFC for the one seed. Yeah.
0: This is uh this is something. Coming off a bye. To face a team coming off a bye again this week, <laughs> New England and Philly. Yeah, this is this is the ooh the peace resistance for the late games. Obviously, the other one, Cincinnati, Oakland. <laughs> Two yeah, I keep forgetting games. So. Yeah, yeah, we might not talk about that one at all. Two double-digit favorites on the other games. So this is the game you will want to watch. Puts this one on the only TV. Turn the other ones to QVC, and I. I don't know, like I, I listen to everything you say because I'm forced to because we're on a podcast <laughs> together. And I get all your, I get all your pieces to this puzzle and why you grab the three and a half. But man, New England with extra time, doesn't matter if it's on the road. They you know we, we've seen bad teams with bad quarterbacks and maybe even bad receiver cores and that as well. Not be able to do anything against the Philly defense, who is you know getting pieces back, getting healthy, getting a little better. But it's still not a good defense. I just worry about your play. <laughs> I worry mm. badly because this okay. is just this is the kind of game where Bill goes on the road, puts together the perfect, just the perfect game plan for this, and they win by ten. And it's just never in doubt. It, coming off of, even if, even with the other team coming off a of bye. Uh, uh, I guess they. This is one of those where New England should just never run the ball. They should throw it sixty times. Doesn't matter if they're ahead or behind. And Philadelphia should never pass the ball. Like that. Yeah. Th- those game plans won't happen. But that's what I would do. And
1: I don't I'm, think it's crazy.
0: No, I'm. I'm probably gonna stay away. But if it got to three, I'll play New England. There's. I don't care if it's on the road. Mm, okay. They're. They're a much better team. This I is just, this is not Lamar. They, they, this is they have a couple decent running backs, but you don't have a running quarterback anymore. Used to be, and you, you don't have even Ingram. In, Ingram just looks better than these guys. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not terribly worried about Philly cramming it down their throat, even though they should. So
1: I kind of I mean, explain was... your position. So first of all, about Philly running it down their throats, like I'm not counting on Jordan Howard being fully available, and I kind of like that better. Like I like Philadelphia's offense a hell of a lot better if they have if they uh, uh, if when they're not giving carries to Howard because I do not like his game. Um, But overall, I think talent wise, you're talking about two rosters and two teams here that are pretty evenly matched. Um, I think I think you did a good job setting it up there that each defense has an Achilles heel. They've been exposed, finally. Um, I would argue that Philadelphia's limitations in the secondary are overstated to a degree because they had a cluster injury at cornerback that existed from week three to week seven. uh, And they have gotten slowly and slowly some of their pieces back. Those guys are getting healthier. They're getting more effective. They can actually run. The big issues were, you know, some of it was scheme. Like the the game against the Vikings was probably the most glaring and obvious. And if you watched any of that game, and if you had money on the Eagles in that game, you probably feel like a dummy, like I do. Um, but these guys were dealing with, you know, hamstring issues. You know, they were they are more effective. They are faster. They are more able to do what is asked of them in coverage, which is what you need for a Philadelphia defense because. They pretty much let their front seven, you know, not have to worry about that sort of thing. And so if you have leaks on the back end, it's a problem. But uh, I do think you have more effective coverage now than you had several weeks ago with the Philadelphia Eagles, especially coming off by front seven. I think with Philadelphia is potentially a mismatch with uh, New England's offensive line. Offensive line for New England has not looked cohesive or good all season, really. They are just now maybe finally finding some chemistry uh and going up against a very fierce front seven is not a great uh you know recipe to throw them in the fire, especially on the road in a hostile environment. Night game in Philly, not a not a fun place to play. I don't think I need to tell Minnesota Viking fans. Oh, uh and terrible people. <laughs> and uh and I would expect Grady, uh, if he is under any modicum of pressure, it's just gonna be, you know, looking for dump offs to the wide receivers, short passes to Julian Edelman. Maybe that's enough to sustain drives. Maybe they move the ball effectively. Maybe they look good offensively. Like that's entirely possible. Um, but they still have issues where their kicking game is suspect. I don't know if their kicker's making a, a game tying, game winning field goal. Uh, they have issues with the receiving core integrating some new pieces. I don't understand why they got rid of Josh Gordon. Uh, they don't have a tight end. Uh, they don't have. Uh, an effective rushing attack like there are a lot of problems with the Patriots offense right now um, and they're being rated in a way like they are going to be able to dictate this game and score whatever and just let their defense play uh, you know play play their their style and if the Patriots defense is not scoring touchdowns um, you know their winning their likelihood of winning games goes down substantially and so I think all it is really being asked of Philadelphia here big math guy Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, how many touchdowns have the Patriots scored on defense this year? It's been a shitload, like an impossibly high number. And uh, any regression in terms of turnovers or um, you know defensive scores here is you know makes this a coin flip game. Uh, And if you're going to give me a number on the other side of three for a team that's at home in effectively a night game uh, in you know in a in a legitimate hostile environment, uh, I'm buying in. To three and a half, and I'm hoping for a, a close, good game that's decided by a field goal at the end of X, you know, at the end of uh, regulation, one way or the other.
0: Yeah, maybe I'll just tease both teams. Iron Cross. Iron Cross. It.
1: <laughs> oh God, now I want to go play some crap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God, dude. <laughs> should we even
1: talk about this one? I'll set it up real quick. Ryan Finley okay. should not be an NFL quarterback. Derek Carr and Oakland Raiders got a little mo. Got a little momentum. They uh, are running down the Kansas City Chiefs in the uh, AFC West. Not so fast, because I think the Kansas City Chiefs take care of business this week, but we'll save that for Sunday's pod. Um, Oakland Raiders putting together a pretty impressive campaign for 2019. Uh, They are leaving Oakland respectfully. Um,
0: Parting gift.
1: Parting gift to the great city of Oakland. And um, Derek Carr, when protected well, is performing admirably. Top fifteen in the league, pretty comfortably when he's protected. Turns out, and I don't think you see any resistance from the Cincinnati defense. They cannot cover, they cannot tackle, and they cannot get after it with the pass rush. In fact, they fail pretty much at everything that is asked of them defensively. Which means Oakland pretty much picks their number here. Surprise! This is only a ten, especially after what we saw from Cincinnati last week. And that was like that was a tailor made spot for them last week. Baltimore coming off a win against the Patriots haven't already faced that team like that was tailor-made we didn't take the points because we were like who the hell knows what we're going to see with finley turned out not good uh and really there's nothing uh to be Jesus. excited about from the standpoint of the cincinnati Bengals. and if they cover it'll probably be lucky um if you are still alive and survivor by some weird miracle pick the raiders and, i mean if um, you have a survivor <laughs> league that's still going what do you think of tamp what do you think of a uh, cincinnati uh, team total over i'm sorry oakland sorry what do you it's think? It's gonna be Oakland like
0: it's gonna be like fucking total. 30. It should be 20, half, it'll be 28 minus. and a half
1: twenty-nine. Oh yeah, it is gonna be big. It's do you gonna think be they get monster. to 30? They're gonna get to uh, 30. Since he,
0: yeah, since he's gonna have a lot of three and outs. A how's, lot
1: how's their kick, kicking kicking game? Their kicker did pretty well last week, didn't he?
0: Is so it Janikowski still?
1: No. I'm kidding. I don't know.
0: I'm not betting this one.
1: Okay. I can right. see
0: some some loop, uh Just, you know, the people that always play these sort of games playing some ten and a half. But, man, Ryan Finley. Yikes. He ain't ready. Yeah, go into the black hole. Have fun with that, bud.
1: Yeah. Good luck, buddy. Sunday nighter.
0: Sunday nighter. Beautiful Los Angeles. quarterback matchup of the week. (laughs) <laughs> a quickly um, regressing Jared Goff and a quickly regressing Mitch Trubisky.
1: Before breaking, down, before breaking down the game, you remember last year how everybody was like, oh, the Bears are this year's Rams. <laughs> right? <laughs> Bringing a new coach. He makes your shit quarterback look great. You Win a bunch of games. Win your division after being terrible the year before.
0: Yeah, they both turned into pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> And the Rams and oh, I want to give you kudos because I argued with this and you know I like to I like to toot my horn pretty hard. Sure, when I'm right about something. So I guess I gotta. I, I kind of questioned you when you're like, man, the you know new center and a new guard is that going to be a problem? And no, I I don't know. And then we went and looked. It's like shit. That is kind of an issue when that happens. Holy fuck! If you go up against a yeah. half decent pass rush. And I, maybe it's not such an issue if you have a quarterback who can slide away from pressure, if you mm-hmm. have a running quarterback, if you have a scheme that's you know incorporating motion and you know, solving some of the problems up front by confusing defenses and not allowing them to have free path to the quarterback through the highway up the middle, this wouldn't be an But it's a huge issue with Goff. Goff is terrible under pressure. He's even worse under interior pressure. The interior of the offensive line is a super highway to his face. And when they when they any sort of semblance of a pass rush, they're they're in trouble. We watched the Niners game. That was a big lesson. We paid for that because we bet yep. we bet the Rams. That was and tuition. This and this was the reason we both you were on Pittsburgh, right? Yep. Yeah. Every Every which way. <laughs> every which way but lose. We bet Pittsburgh last week. Pittsburgh had a sneaky good pass rush. It's not very sneaky anymore, Jesus. No. Both teams, both teams. This should be similar. we said this about the, the Niners or the, the Pittsburgh-Cleveland game. This is it's kind of the, the game multiplied. Now those two teams go their separate ways, and they go pay, face two more teams with good pass rushes that have maybe questionable front fives, and I think Chicago's is more of a just a questionable offense in general. And this is an ugly game and it is down to 40 already. Wow. I don't even know if, even know if I'm gonna post this. We bet I bet a 41 <laughs> earlier.
1: Yes, as did I.
0: And it's it's I mean, I might even put that in the card. I feel bad. I'd still bet under 40. Fuck it, take it. This is this could be a very ugly game. Chicago, Mitch on the road, facing a good front, can't pass left, can't pass really anywhere else. The Rams' defense—I mean, they look good. They look good against Pittsburgh, and they still didn't get a win because Golf is so terrible. Chicago's pass rush is not the same after some injuries. They still have Khalil Mack. They still have some nice pieces. There should be a. This should be an awful
1: game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with all that. And and, and um, they have
0: two more two more line, Maybe you know the injuries for Chicago are a little negated by the fact that Rams had two more offensive line injuries. Oh my God. I hear the hiccups.
1: I have drank this LaCroix. Um, okay. I agree with all that. I don't see a ton of distance really between the way that Pittsburgh is currently rostered and constituted in Chicago. Really? Um, maybe the only difference was expectations and kind of public perception, um, but they're not too far from each other in terms of what they're capable of. Um I don't really think that I mean you know, and the Rams the Rams have been traveling like absolute insanity in 2019 so far. Like they have got to be feeling the miles, they have got to be feeling the impact of that uh, to a degree. And Chicago, uh, you know, got a hard fought win last week. Um, They are still not a perfect team; they are still flawed in a lot of ways. Um, And if you are not on the under 41. Under forty is a little tight, but uh, I think Chicago is live in this game, and I'm probably, um, I'm at least grabbing point plus six and a half. Um, this is a tight game. This is not a this is not a Rams get right spot at all. Um, this I don't is
0: a save Ryan Pace game.
1: Yeah, yes, it kind of does have that whiff. Um, Rams likely eke out a victory here, but the idea that it's going to be a comfortable victory by touchdown or more, I find I take huge, huge issue with Chicago's defense has taken an enormous step back in the absence of a key mix. There is no denying this. You look at the data, it is clear as day. And I think that is explainable because they have, you know, when you have four, um, you know, when you have four legitimate players on the defensive line, you can't double Khalil Mack. You have to just do your best. And you take Akeem Hicks out of the mix, and now you can put two hats on Coil Mac. You can make it a hell of a lot more tougher for him to uh, create those uh, havoc type plays, and it uh, becomes a very different game. I would expect that this is uh, not possible for the Rams to pull off doubling Mac in this spot, just because they have so many other guys that need help already, and your major issue, your Todd Gurley in this game is not how effective are you going to be running the ball it's going to be are you keeping your quarterback alive um this there is a possibility that Chicago creates turnovers there's a possibility that they have short fields that that they don't even really have to ask much of Trubisky um the Rams defense was incredible last week uh they played up they played great uh Aaron Donald is still uh you know one of the two best or one best defensive players in the entire league. Do you think
0: he's the best defensive player in the league? He hasn't been getting a lot of publicity this
1: year. But he kind of is still the
0: best. You know who the favorite is to win defensive player of the year according to the odds, according to a low limit, probably um, offshore?
1: I don't really have stats in front of me, but I'll guess Nick Bosa. It's Gilmore. Oh, Gilmore. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Fine no, I mean, that. it been, wasn't. It wasn't like a
0: It was like seven to one. There was a bunch. You know, there was a mess of people between that and like fifteen to one.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of year where you look at well, who's the best defense, and then you pick the best player, and that would be yep. Gilmore and Patriots. So that makes sense. That's why I guess Nick Bosa. I guess because I think that's possible. We dust settles. We think San Francisco is the best defense, and he's the best player. But with all that said, um, Chicago, I think is life on the performance of their defense. I think this is an ugly game. I think it's low scoring. I think it's decided by field goals. And, uh, I, uh, would expect that, uh, anything beyond, um, a D performance from Trubisky helps us. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not counting on much. I'm not asking for much here. Give us one quarter of effective play. Um, do what you did against the Detroit lions, get to 20 points. Like that's really all I care about, uh, here backing the bears at plus six and a half. And, um, That'll wrap up the card.
0: I thought you did a great job there.
1: Yeah, I do. I always agree with you. You did a great job as well.
0: Boy, we really
1: did a great job. That was a fun, fun podcast.
0: It was. This is. We got. We like. We said. I, I told Whale this. We got one more week with buys, and then these are going to be so long because yeah, not true. only are we going to be talking about every single team. We're going to be bringing up so much playoff stuff. So get you yeah. get get yeah, ready yeah, for yeah. some two hour, two hour super pods. Whoa. Can't wait! Here we come! I'm so excited. I do love the home stretch because the the NFL for all the things they've done wrong over the years. Um, waiting till the Ray Rice video came out.
1: <laughs> continuing
0: to have the preseason at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, just there's a litany.
1: Not one suspending thing, Aaron Hernandez when he was convicted of murder.
0: Yeah, he's still not suspended. There's there's people that say that. Um, But (laughs) the one thing they have done right is move these schedules around and have just a shit ton of division games in the last three weeks. Mm. Like, it is nothing. You got to have a hell of a season to lock stuff up, you know, early, which I think uh, maybe it goes back to some of those, like, Peyton Manning getting games off at the end of the year because – you know, it was it was locked up, and they didn't have division deal. games, so it wasn't it wasn't a problem anymore. But yeah, it's a really the, good it, point. The, the The end of the season is a shitload of fun. I enjoyed it a lot, um, and you know what? I'm excited. So for thanks every for, division
1: except the AFC East, yes. <laughs>
0: so thank thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening. I got did you? I'm not very good at this. I was doing this on the ball boys once in a while. I, I still don't think. Rate, review, retweet, like share review
1: and rate us review, rates, us.
0: review yep. like retweet yep. um
1: yep. Upvote, thanks to, our, emoji thank you to it. our thank you to our awesome sponsors we've had over the last couple months that have helped us upgrade our tech so that we have better sound quality better video quality yeah if you're
0: one of the motherfuckers who left a bad review or a comment or anything about my internet <laughs> You need to go leave us a five star review as an
1: apology because I am yeah.
0: I'm, I'm up here in the office now.
1: Yeah, that's right, man. So. and if you didn't, and I love you anyway. And and if you are a listener and you are part of the uh, uh, part of the U.S. audience and you didn't sign up for the side boss contests uh, because and I know a lot of you didn't. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. Um, but, uh, you know, really we're fun. gonna, we're gonna, those are gonna go on hiatus until college, uh, college bowl season. So you missed your chance. You can still go to Side Boss. You can still play their free contest. There's a lot of great ones. Oh, yeah. I, I'm I, going to. I've they're gotten, free. I, it's gotten me into that, but where I'm doing it every week. I'm like hitting like last week, they had one where I could, you could win a free jersey if you hit, you know, six out of six player props. Like it's all freaking cool shit. Like I really don't know why people aren't taking advantage of this. So yeah. This is like Stips. one of the cooler things that's come along gambling Twitter and not my time here. So.
0: Spoiler for, yeah, we might be doing something with them after all the college football is done, but before the other college football starts. Yeah, that around hint? Yeah, be, like there's, around a, the there's, there's a second season yeah. that you can participate in. So, all right, let's wrap it up then.
1: All right, good job. That was fun. Best of luck this week.